millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Happy fucking Christmas and a crappy new year. Oh, I'm just so glad it's over. Welcome back to the Creep Dive. Are we recording? Yeah, all of that lovely sentiment for the new year was <laughs> captured and shared with our audience who pay for this content. Some people have a good, have had a good one. The people who went overseas. I went alone. to Paris. Yeah. Uh, I had a great break. What did you do? <laughs> I How made, was it? I made lemonade. With my shit show. The key. And watched some of the best horror films. You did. In the last decade. Um, I think the key is to just really expect nothing. It was just <laughs> me and uh, my younger brother Mikey at home for Christmas. So that was entertaining. You would have met Mikey at my birthday party. The most entertaining sibling I have. Very tall. Very attractive. Very tall. And... Um, <laughs> Very <laughs> Cassie's uncomfortable very f- because he looks very like her. Yeah, but I'm very identical. Um, so yeah, we we uh, tried to play thirty seconds together, just the two of us. What's, What's that? that? Thirty seconds in heaven. In the no, cupboard. you know the. <laughs> oh, it's the first one of the year, guys. We a whole year ahead of us. Seriously, what is thirty seconds? It's that board game. We've like thirty seconds to explain five things that are on a card, and the person you have to get it. It's a team game you usually have like at least four players so that was sad then we gave up and we played extreme snap which I'm not very good at and um, then he poured me I asked him for a Baileys and he poured me a glass of Baileys that was honestly like a half pint and that's when the night got really fun (laughs) and we watched Shutter Island nothing says Merry Christmas like Shutter Shutter Island Island. what's that now? you know with Leonardo DiCaprio and it's the uh, you know Yes. Psychological thriller. Not paradise one. It's set in an asylum, isn't it? Oh, sorry. And the, the spinning of the die thing? Spin- Do you know what? No, it's I think you're th- are you thinking of like Inception or something? I am. I am. Oh, that yeah. was an amazing, thank you. We would do well in charades together. Yeah. 
uh, amazing. But we're through it. It's through the other end. It's twenty, the year twenty twenty. Mm. Um, yeah, and look, there's only the only way is up, isn't it? The only way is up. Well, yeah, I, I watched Hereditary, okay. which is like festive, a celebration. Yeah, for out last year. Don't know what the Just fuck I've been doing with my life. Is that the one with Tony Collette? Yeah, yeah. And oh, it a really lovely, makes heartwarming you... family film. Yeah, it's like essentially a horrifying family drama, and uh, it would make you hate your own family fractionally less. Oh, I would. Yep, that sounds good. Recommend. Recommend. What about you? What did you watch? I was just thinking. Your there. loved I ones just listened in to your home for twelve days straight. To a podcast uh, about how actually the year. 2019 was the best ever for the human race. I mean, we have like accomplished amazing things. Our infant mortality rate is very low. Oh. Like the poverty, it's we're generally, yeah, everything people is are very, very good. So I think it is interesting. But we're two, three days into January 2020 and we're, um, we're, <laughs> we're going to war. On the verge of war. With who now? Uh, Iran, Iran and the US are going to That's war. That's right. That was sad. But it hasn't happened yet. Not necessarily. Mm, I'm, I'm it's sad just... about uh, Australia. Oh, the little koala bear is trying I'm to get out of the water. And everything dying there. Yeah. And. Don't think about it. Right. As a wise man once said, you can't let yourself think about that. Okay. <laughs> so just. Because it's very. Don't. You know, I was. Um, I've, I've been and still am in the throes. Even saying that made me need to get sick out my ass of a gastric flu. And I was then, you know, when you're in kind of low, you can only squint out of one eye to read your phone. You're like, oh, fuck. And then I just went on a fucking climate crisis. Uh, oh, binge. Jesus. And when I say it is absolutely bleak. bleak, there's nothing bleaker. Yeah. It's everything is gone. Yeah. What are we doing here? <laughs> Nobody can change. It's too late now anyway. Which then I got a, then I was like, fuck you, it's too late. That makes me behave badly and not recycle correctly. <laughs> so that's wrong too. And that fucking young one, Gerber, what's her face? Greta Gerwig, Greta, Greta, oh my God, cut this. Not Greta Gerwig, who is exactly Greta what I want to call Thun- her. Thunderbird. Thunderbird. Thunderbirds are go. Anyway, it's all going great. Um, but a couple of quality creeps of the week, which Fabulous. would make it into... Um, creeps of the whole year I need to get the details of how fucking stupid these people like I can I'm gonna, sort of uh, yeah so while you find your creeps uh, one of the biggest creeps of the year obviously Jeffrey Epstein mm-hmm. I would just like to recommend the wonderful Mr. Epstein podcast very good I've very, listened to that too very not enjoyed it but I learned a lot from it and it puts everything into conce- context and explains Prince Andrew's relationship to Jeffrey Epstein but we need more from Gizzard Gazellard. There was a woman involved. The right hand Gis- woman. Jezeline. Fucking. <laughs> We're anyway, not great with names We need today. her back because she is the crucial, fascinating person in this story. Who Absolutely. we don't know anything about yet. But there is talk of the FBI summoning her for questioning. Absolutely. Well, look, I think we all are in agreement. Do you want to hear about my two most creepy of the week? Yeah. Creepy. Fucking age. It's mother, two daughters. Now they have, in fairness, turned themselves in to police over a blaze that killed dozens of animals at a zoo in Germany. Oh. Do you not see this? No. Very, very sad New Year's Eve. Uh, so three women are being investigated for setting off flying fire lanterns. Oh shit, those things. Now, they are illegal in Germany. I don't know if they're illegal here, but you can see how they're even they're a terrible doing it. idea. You're like, this feels stupid. 
look at all the electricity lines all over the place. Yeah, like dusty, very dry and warm. But then, no, Germany wasn't. But uh, it's, it's, like, it's a frame made of kindling. Yeah, wrapped in paper. <laughs> yes, with a like oh, a, it's, a it's little flame inside it, and then you just set it off to float towards some, you know. Electricity lines. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? So a six-year-old mother, two adult daughters handed themselves into police. Now you'd be very embarrassed. You know, you'd you'd have had that discussion. And honestly, there's no real way they would have been found out. Do you know? Do you reckon? Ugh. If they just... Do you reckon that they were able to kind of see that that the fire lanterns were part of the blaze? And if they even were, how do you backtrack that? Mm, Yeah. Complicated. I'd say the daughters were definitely like, no, let's not. We'll be cancelled and mm. our lives won't be worth living. Well, they and did the it. Yeah. If she was 60, then I'm presuming they were in their... Yeah. So uh, so apparently they seemed like sensible and responsible people. Oh, no. So the fire claimed the lives of 30 primates, including eight grape... It's fucking oh terrible. Eight great apes... Uh, it broke out shortly before midnight on New Year's Eve at uh, Krefeld Zoo in uh, North Rhine, Westphalia, Germany. Uh, the enclosed house, the enclosure housed gorillas, orangutans, chimps and marmosets. Only two chimpanzees survived, oh as God. well as a family of gorillas in the nearby building. Imagine being those two chimps. The things they've seen. Oh. Uh. Then I was thinking to myself, you know how when you burn... If you, let's say, your hair catches on fire accidentally, it goes up like a light. Yeah. Like if your whole body was made of hair. Yeah. So um, those ones that survived just suffered light injuries and had been moved to a uh, different enclosure. So police believe the fire was caused by one of the illegal lanterns landing on the roof of the monkey enclosure. Hopman, one of the investigators, uh, had accounted for four lanterns, but one believed to be the, the one responsible for the blaze was missing. So fire lanterns have been forbidden in Germany for 10 years. I like how Germany forbids things. For adding a layer of intrigue, intrigue and lure. So, so the women were aw- unaware of the ban apparently when they bought their lanterns on the internet, and the case has intensified the debate <laughs> over them. Are these the big? <laughs> are these the things that like float up in the air? They're big white exactly. yeah. things. All yeah. oh, right. Okay. Have you never used them? Uh, once, just one time. Oh, listen. And but look, people are flocking to the zoo. It is like there's. Mass, mass candle lighting and things like oh. that. Oh Jesus! Are you That's a recipe them? for another blaze. Well, you would. Everyone, <laughs> that is a good point. Be careful with your candles. Uh, sad, sad, sad. But those Jeez. two, three fucking Egypts. But then again, if we've all sort of done it, still though, why would you hand yourself in? Do you think? <laughs> oh, I feel too guilty. Absolutely. But they're looking at potentially a six-year jail sentence. That's the maximum sentence for this. This uh, for using the lanterns. So I mean It's for using contraband though isn't it I would not hand myself in Until it became glaringly obvious That I was about to be caught Maybe it was Maybe that that was the case But I also think if I was the mum I'd just take the hit I'd be like Yeah actually I'll just That's true Not drag my two potential You know maybe their mothers Or some shit Or I don't know A bit of life to live Yeah yeah. She's you know She's finished Like she's No one's gonna Give a shit about her Criminal record She's you know (laughs) It's over What fucking use are you (laughs) She's probably a good babysitter But other than that Useless So anyway I think that's a good point actually Yeah Why drag him in Unless They thought like Because they were arriving as a fam There might be leniency Mm. With the whole We feel sorry for you 
and yeah and maybe they were very very um remorseful i'm sure they were they f- i'm sure maybe they're trying to teach their children a lesson bit late bit late bit late anyway. she wasn't a good role model for her girls um, even if they were adults <laughs> Speaking of stories like that, I just want to take a moment to give a special... Sophie, do you remember this? She worked there at the time. There, we used to work in an office together and there was a girl and it was her birthday and someone said, careful of your hair with the candle. And just at that moment... Oh, <laughs> yes, I was there. Yeah. It's extremely you- exciting. Oh, she had to get like an undercut, like a very, very oh. short hairstyle <gasps> on was, one side of her head a- afterwards. Uh, hairspray. Was it a it was, it was a real. It was a real like... <laughs> oh... It's fast. So it's definitely so was that orangutan would have gone up like she'd a fair hair or like not fair hair, but like I'd say yours would burn more slowly. Yeah, you're pointing <laughs> you're like, at me. You've like Why? the kindling of of, oh. of hair because there's so much of it. Oh, where it was like gone in a flash. It was very. Sad. Like, so you just had like a whisp of hair. Yeah, like your fringe would be gone in an instant. Oh, I'd say. totally gone. Yeah, yeah. It's practically gone now as it is. Yeah, it's receding. It's I've getting more and more European. Fringe. <laughs> no, the baby. This comes is out. my receding fringe of fifth year. I'm actually reliving 2002 <laughs> That's right, over I here. That one. Yeah, you missed it. You had a big black uh, bow in your hair during that. No, was that fifth year or way before? Anyway, no, not to worry. <laughs> here we all are back at the creep. It, oh, it's good to be back, hell. isn't it? It's good to be back, but it is a, it uh, is a time of sickness. Let's, yeah, you, you both are very oh sick and God, I feel really bad because when I don't. i tell you about the things that have come out of me over the last few days. Do uh, we if, want to know? I think it's important for other people who might be in this situation. You know, when you have no idea where the source of the stuff is or how possibly more could be coming out. <laughs> you remember that Because you're not putting anything in. But Nothing you is going in dehydrated you look like you've I been am. in the dehydrator in gourmet bakes 100% raisin yeah. I just had like a piss there and it just came out in a solid cube <laughs> just a teardrop of solid piss <laughs> there's nothing and like I'm sad amber I can't imagine ever in. exactly ever feeling good again oh, yeah we have rough. to perk up Jen because we're going to to Cork next that's week fine. that stays away and go away has it ripped through the whole family oh Sophie Yes. Like around and around. Around, dude, but the kids have had it tw- I think twice. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I thought I had it the first time. I know, I and thought I was you like, you had it You too. idiot, that wasn't it. This is it. Oh no. Should have been nicer to my kids. <laughs> I was far too demanding. Anyway, this is not interesting. Cassie, do you have any creepy I don't. creeps for us? Oh, I'm sorry, she's I such don't. a bullshitter. I was looking at you and I was like, she doesn't have anything in front of her now. Um, no, it's nothing. I'll nothing. tell you why. Um, I just I went to Paris and I Paris. just I was in Paris and I only came back uh, the day before yesterday and I just I'm opening the new office and just didn't have opening time to the, creep. Oh yeah, very exciting. Are we going to have a spot in there? Is this we're just going to continue to record here? If uh, we pay for a spot, we could have it. Is that no, the, the recording just for everybody who's interested. Just to clarify with all of our audience, the recording studio up here is just being roomier. See, all that stuff that's in the corner is going to be gone. And then downstairs is all the desks and the workers. This is the ma- most housekeeping, housekeeping <laughs> corner we've done. We I think we're just really trying to stretch it out. I'm like, what personal stories we have I got <laughs> that I can tell that will entertain the audience? I've okay, told them with the hair creep. and the fire. Yeah, so Do you want to hear about Paris a little bit more? No. We've talked well, about Donald Trump going to war. In Paris? Um, no, but it reminds me of this other time that I was in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> That's the in time the 1800s. When we were there when and I saw the real life ghost. Place. Have we already told that creep? 
remember that? Sorry. Oh, you did. Yes, I know that creep. You guys lived in Paris. Well, Sophie did. I kind of visited. I uh, I went to Disney World and um, how was that? It's magical. Is it just it really loads of ram full of pedos? <laughs> yeah, probably. I'd say. I mean, like, but then you Disney's wouldn't be bothered. Piper of pedos, isn't he? True. Mm, can you get in? Wait, with that? is that slanderous? Oh, oh, I don't know if we can say that at all. Okay, cut it out. It's on. It's over. Back to Disney. How was Disney World? <laughs> it was. Uh, it Rammed was full of pedos. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of this time when I'd been to Paris on a French exchange before, and we were in school, and we weren't. We were like a little outside of Paris, and I was staying with this girl because she was really, really. One of the other Irish students got really, really homesick, so they asked me to go in and stay in the house with her. So she wouldn't feel as homesick. And she was crying every night and the French teacher came up to me and Hi, said... what age were you? Uh, like 13, 12, 13. Okay. She Aww. sounds fucking lame. But also it was like, and it was young. totally, uh, totally immersed in French. We'd been studying French for a year and a half. So no one was able to speak. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it was just pure silence and her tears. And the French teacher <laughs> came up to me and was like, oh, look, the family are really disappointed that uh, she's so upset. So can you try and like... I know, help her and then the family will take you to Disney World at the weekend. They really oh. want to take you, but they're not going to take you if they think that you're upset. And I was like, okay, what? fine. It was oh a real God. like Oh my God, basically threat. you were being sent in to like punch up their experience of an Irish exchange student. You know, yes. they like scripts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get a good script writer to come in and punch it up and put more jokes in and stuff like that. You were just being sent in to improve the atmos. Yeah. Because imagine how annoying to have this like sort of sniveling, whinging Irish experience <laughs> Exchange student just casting a pall over your lovely French household. Yeah. This is so you were just the so fucking sound and dance. Monkey. But I was a pawn who was going to get to go to Disney World if I could get this girl to like up herself a little bit. So um, I did that and we were like getting on great. And she was a really big fan of Disney. So I let her in. I was like, obviously, I'm going to double bluff. I'm not going to go in yeah. and just like try and make her happier and then it'd be a surprise. I'm going to go in, bring her, her. to my side and be like, look, we're going to go to Disneyland at the weekend Stop if you cop crying. your shit on, right? So we did. All well and good. And then we started, we, she woke us up really early on the Saturday, started driving towards Paris on this big main road, see the sign for Disney and we're like, and then we drove right past it. No. Sorry, right past what? It. Didn't go to Disneyland. What? Right what past was the it. explanation? Well, the, the family had never said we were going to go to Disneyland. It was the teacher who told me <laughs> that we were going to go to Disneyland. Shit. So they'd obviously said it in passing. Potentially there was a trip to Disneyland on the cards. Somewhere the adults had decided actually no. No one updated the six foot tall Irish student out of me. <laughs> and I was just bitterly disappointed. Oh, and instead, instead we walked up the 320 meters of the Eiffel Tower. Oh, walked up terrible. it. Like. Who was it that we know that was at the Eiffel Tower lying down in the front uh, in the summer one time and uh, eating a sandwich and a fucking rat ran over her face leaving two big scratch marks on her face. <laughs> oh yeah, you did. We saw rats. No. I feel like you were with me with that person. I don't remember that. No. I was like, that was shocking. I, do you remember our exchange? I remember horrific family I got landed. Not, they were just you in were for the staying cash. with the fucking fritzels or something yeah, I out in the was. middle of nowhere. Wait for this, right? I arrived in the middle of nowhere and uh, they opened the door. This happened in The Simpsons as well. They opened the door to my bedroom. Two fucking Alsatians on the bed. Oh. Humongous dogs. That's fine. They like shooed the dogs away. And then that was my bed. But of course, <laughs> the dogs 
I've been sleeping on it for had months. I've been sleeping on it for months, which meant it was disgusting. But also, I was then the enemy sleeping on their fucking bed. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, no. And then didn't you come and rescue me one time? I yeah. remember you and your family came and did a drive by and I got out the window you of just my bedroom. You out the window and fled. And just left. And they never you gave never a go shit. Back? They never gave a shit. Oh no, I had to go back. Like, But I just left. Then I was like, f- I clearly appeared to be on my own here. And then I just started doing my own thing. Do you remember they had only garden furniture That's in the kitchen? That's right, yeah. And when we had these big meals every night, yeah. well, whenever they deigned to feed me and I was in, so they, we'd eat off paper and plastic uh, knives and forks. Oh, this is Greta Gerberg. Fucking hate this. And uh, they picked up the two <laughs> corners of the, of the plastic um, kitchen table every night and fucked the whole thing in the bin. Just picked up just the two pick up the entire yeah. plastic tablecloth with all the plastic cutlery yeah. and all and the just paper throw it plates. All in the bin. That was dinner. Oh yeah. my god, that's bad. This place, like they just, may be single-handedly <laughs> that fault. Just to round out the um, creep of the century, being all French exchanges ever. <laughs> the shower in this house that we stayed in was in the kitchen, like as if just there with a little curtain around it in the corner of the what? kitchen. No way. And they kept saying they were like getting renovations done to the house, but uh, was I think dad it was a pure lie. Hovering around that curtain a good bit. Oh. Loads, brothers, siblings, everything, you know? Everyone just having creeps breakfast. everywhere. Did you go in in your togs? I can't remember what. I think there was like a. I mean, I definitely kept it to a minimum. There was like showers in the school or something because we went swimming. And definitely was like, I'm having a luxurious shower in the swimming pool. <laughs> a luxurious shower in a private bathroom. Um, Fabulous. This is the so, yeah. tangent of, of personal creeps. Look, I think I've Sophie, made it work. Our, um, I think I've made it work. <laughs> That's Cassie's time. That's the main thing. Go ahead, Sophie. Over to you, Sophie. Give us your BuzzFeed. I have a creep, a smallish one after I can follow up with. Go for Give it. Give us a buzz, BuzzFeeder. Okay. Raw deal or a recipe from Moida? Oh, nice. Oh. Yes. Raw no. deal, like as in raw meat. Yeah. Nice. And, raw and recipe. Deal. Sorry, slow. Cogs are moving <laughs> slowly today. <laughs> it all works on a few levels. Um, okay, so I feel like you guys will remember this one, uh, especially when I give you this guy's nickname. But I'm going to tell you about Gilberto Valle. Nothing. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Can you remember it? Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I have it. Is does it involve? Is is it something at the side of a road? And not like at a, all. no, it's not the burger stand. It's not the human burger stand. No, no, no. Um, okay, no. so Gilberto Valle. Oh no, you've already told that story. That's where I recognised it from a previous episode of the Creep. The worst story I've ever told. In fact, I you, love you should that redo story. it. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. The name still rings a bell. Just keep going. Okay. So anyway, in 2012, Gilberto Valle, a New York uh, police officer, was having a very big year. He and his wife, Kathleen, had just welcomed their first child, a baby girl. And Gilberto was um, also uh, made headlines later that year as... The Cannibal Cop. Oh, Anybody remember The Cannibal Cop? What, what year again? 2012. Sorry, of course. This is a brilliant story. Yeah. Okay. No. So Gilberto was totally just a real ho-hum, random, kind of boring dude. Uh, or so everyone thought. Was he sort of uh, handsome? Like blocky? He had a kind of like cute sort of... I would say he looks like... Do you remember... Chunk in the Goonies. Yeah. 
but him grown up and slightly ethnic looking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is that okay? Is that crossing a line? No, I think it's fine. It's going <laughs> to stay in anyway. He's kind of got a cuteness about him. Yeah, I think I so. think, yeah. And he was just born in Queens, New York. Very normal family life. Um, he, 1984, he's like our age. That's the year of my birth. The year of your birth. Another fabulous year. And uh, he did really well in school. Was like an honour student. And he also got a degree in psychology of all things. Ah, yes, this? before he joined the New York Police Do Department. Do you ever find people are kind of strange? Totally. <laughs> Don't you? Shout out to the psychologists. I'm well, sure, I'm my sure psychologist is completely bizarre. Yeah. I love him for it. Maybe you have to be a little confused by the human state to get involved in it. I don't know whether I'm breaking our privilege by talking about his bizarreness because he's not allowed to talk about my bizarreness. But he's, he has two anecdotes on a rotation, never strays from them. <laughs> That's it. Just two. Anyway, back in the room. So we yeah. haven't been in the room at all today. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the room. It's a January episode. People it's a January episode. It's very Monday-ish here on a Friday. So anyway, he was assigned to like Manhattan precinct. He <laughs> met a lovely woman called Kathleen on OkCupid. Why are you laughing? Because Jen, you're trying to silently eat a cracker into a microphone. <laughs> like it's futile. You realise that's just directly You're just doing it really ear. slowly and Sorry. being like... Just okay. a bit of ASMR for people Sorry, at home who drink. also can't eat any sort of moist food. <laughs> that's the sound of a dry cracker into a dry mouth. <laughs> In hasty. So claggy. Um, so anyway, met Kathleen on OK Cupid in 2010, thoroughly mm-hmm. modern romance, and they had a daughter in early 2012. As I said, lovely so, standard. So little. far, so standard. Yeah, almost bizarrely conventional. So then he was fired from the NYPD. Oh, understandably after he was accused of conspiracy to kidnap women, to torture, cook and eat them. The FBI found incriminating files on his computer, including one that was titled Abducting and Cooking Victim One, a blueprint. Absolutely hilarious, isn't it? The way he didn't disguise any of... Nothing. It's It's like he's never heard of clearing search histories. He saves everything. He's meticulous, exactly like you said I would be. Yeah. He's a meticulous hoarder of information. Ah, yes, that's really Which would be our, me and Gilberto's Just a spreadsheet of murder. But just kind of like tech knowledge. Very lack of tech knowledge. Right. But there was, I suppose, it was like less in the mainstream Mm. in kind of the late 2010s. Okay. You know? Yeah, you're right. I, I don't know why I'm defending him. So basically what happened was his, so they had a brand new baby. This is what really irks me. This is men all over. He should not have had the time to be indulging in this bullshit. He had a brand new baby and a wife who needed his fucking help. So he's out working the beat or whatever all hours of the day. And then mm-hmm. he'd come home and he'd be up all night on the computer. Right. And Kathleen was very suspicious and she like legitimately was kind of like, is he having an affair or what? Mm. That's what she's hoping. And she for. has a tiny fucking baby, presumably draining the life out of her, mm-hmm. as they are wont. 
And um, so finally in October, she went, she installed spyware on their PC. So Kathleen knew what was up with the tech advances. Exactly. And led to a horrific discover. Discovery. (laughs) Discover. She found not an affair, but countless chats with other people about cannibalism. That's right. And bondage. Yeah. And all the photos of women that he was sharing with these other people. His That were literally their fucking friends. Oh, my God. Sorry, what? Kathleen. His wife. What? Sorry, yeah. but like just regular, just regular photos. photographs of yeah. women. Yeah. Being like, this is this someone is I our would... target. This is, yeah. <gasps> what okay. the fuck? So Kathleen freaks the fuck out. Yeah. You would. Absolutely. And she reported him to the FBI, which I was quite interested in of course, learning. She couldn't have but gone I guess to... she must have just leapfrogged immediately oh, over yeah, NYPD. Yeah, 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 she could And said, I have to go straight to the FBI with this. I don't even know how you would do that. Mm. Anyway, I think I'm worried my husband's a cannibal plotting to cook and eat women. Somebody'd put her in touch with someone, I'd say. Mm. Do you know, if you rang. You would, if you rang and said, my husband is a police officer. Yeah. That's when you'd get that's through. That's it, exactly. Um, so they arrested him and um, basically they found uh, that he was spending all his time on one website. What was it called? I, he's just the most basic person in the world. <laughs> I mean, so he was spending all his time on a website called Dark Fetish Net, a forum dedicated to sexual fetishes and fantasies um, involving torture, rape, murder. Um, I actually didn't quite have the balls to click into it because I just didn't want that on my uh, search history. But I screenshot the kind of opening page and the, the headers on it are kind of, well, it basically is like darkfetishnet.com. So a couple of the headers, cannibals, uh, cannibals albums, head collectors albums, mature bitch for hangings albums. Oh, what does that mean? Oh my God. Old I mean, women. Older ladies, I guess. For hanging. Yeah. Now, <laughs> it's basically, it was described in the trial by its founder, who's a Russian uh, called Merenkov um, to be basically like Facebook for fetishists. So he thinks he basically says it's a social networking site and he was uh, he gave evidence. It's hardly trying to disguise itself. Do you know that way? No, but there's definitely lots of horrible pictures on this site that include women who have been tortured or burned. It's not clear when when a picture has been staged or not. So it really is fucking disturbing. So they had him uh, do like a video uh, uh, interview. interview for the trial. And I love this. So he's sitting on on the camera wearing like uh, just a black T-shirt, drinking from a mug that says, I heart tea. Oh. As he chats to the camera, kind of talking them through his site, which has 38,000 registered users. Hmm. And um, close to 500 people use it on a daily basis. And Daily basis? Yeah. Did he say which area was the most popular? Yeah. 70% US users. And the other 30 is mainly Western Europe. And where in the websites were they sort of going to? Was it sort of, was it mainly for the cannibals? 
No, everything, it's all like, kinds of sexual interests, only barring child pornography. Mm. And, oh, well, that's good. Um, and you might take this hard, Jen. Bestiality. Not welcome there. That's sad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Where are they to go? Where do they go? These outliers of human sexuality, they have nowhere to turn. No home, even amongst the cannibals. Jen, could that be something for you to I mean, to it's action? an area of interest, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, so cannibalism was obviously uh, Gilberto's secret obsession. And he spent loads of time just chatting. So the opening page of the Dark Fetish Net says that this is all fantasy play and, you know, it's not to be used for anything other than that. But you get a load of like cannibal enthusiasts in an anonymous forum. They start plotting. Exactly. Right. And so, uh, just make sure you get through that. Okay. So, yeah, Gilberto basically allegedly wrote about wanting to consume girl meat for Thanksgiving dinner. Um, He was obsessed with the abduction methods and the cooking methods. Right. How Um, much of this do you think that the cooking and eating is sexual? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he described, for example, a, having a huge oven to one of the other users. That's why, like, I have actually a a, th- a little transcript of one of the conversations. And it's so kind of like, oh, I don't know. It looks, it sounds like a couple of 12 year old boys. Exactly. Oh, go for it. So, go for it. So here we go. This is basically. Or old, would you like um, Jen and I to dramatically act it out? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool because you'll have to keep flipping it around to read the text. We offered. Okay. Bringing a lot to this episode. Well, do you want to do, how about you play uh, co-conspirator one? And okay. I'll, and I'll be valet. Okay, so this is about what, who they referred to in the case as victim one. And so, um, do we know who victim one is? Was she identified? She is la- later identified. And it's, and it's very fucking chilling, actually, wh- where this ends. Can I? Oh, yeah. sorry. I was going to ask. Did, I don't think anyone died. Am I no, wrong? Okay. You're not wrong. Okay. No one gets eaten. Great. Okay, that's good. Okay, so uh, <laughs> co-conspirator one, Cassie. How big is your oven? <laughs> <laughs> big enough to fit one of these girls if I folded their legs. The abduction will have to be flawless. I know all of them. Uh, I can just show up at victim one. This is referring to her. Her home unannounced. It will not alert her and I can knock her out, wait until dark and kidnap her right out of her home. You really would be better off to grab a stranger. The first thing the police will, the police force will do is check out a friend. Her family is out of state. I have anesthetic gases. I can make chloroform here. Wow. Um, oh, it goes on. Oh, it goes on for a oh, bit. Oh, sorry, I only psyched myself up to do a few lines, but I'm back <laughs> in the game. Back in the game. Do do some of this because this is, uh, well, you know, it's kind of the nitty gritty of their, their recipe. Oh okay. my God, it's horrific. It's really hard to dislocate a, a lock a jaw. Also, how would we put her over the fire? Spitting kills the girl. Oh, they want to spit her like a pork. Mm, they're like debating. Bit, spit roast. It'd be hard to get a, that would be near impossible to stuff a metal p- 
pole all up the way. somebody. Oh god! In fact, oh. I don't even think that could happen unless that's what they're saying. Do, you spitting know, kills pigs, the girl. They tie their hand, their little paws, and not their paws. What do pigs have? Who's Trotters. Trans. You know, over the thing, over yeah. the bar. Mm, okay, yeah, you're right. Rather than going, <laughs> no, we're like, well, wait a or minute. Or if you just, I bet you it would work to just go under your skin. Oh Jesus Christ! I'd say that would work. Oh. You'd have to bring it right up now through oh, the scalp. Oh, terrific! Sorry, the weight of the head would. I feel we're that losing was all, people. That was all off script. Sorry. <laughs> okay, and um, back on script. Spitting kills the girl. Have to put her into a kind of cage. What is your favorite cut of meat? I was thinking of tying her body onto some kind of apparatus, cook her over a low heat, keep her alive as long as possible. So Gross. to saute her. I love that she is asleep right now, not having the slightest clue of what we have planned. Her days are numbered. I'm glad you're on board. This is she not She does look tasty, doesn't she? These you know, two- if we don't waste any of her, there is n- nearly 75 pounds of food there. <laughs> oh my God. Have you got a recipe for chloroform? I found a website a couple of nights ago. Let me see if I can get it again. Okay, so it's like, are you going to say it's posturing, not planning? I feel like it's a load of posturing. Okay, It's non-specific. They don't even know how to spit someone. What are they going to do with her when she's alive in a cage? There's no, this feels unserious. It's very, very um, casual. It does feel silly. Two silly (laughs) eejits. It does feel silly. And this is what so much of the case centered around. It was like, are these like thought crimes in which case can you be prosecuted for Mm -hmm. thinking horrible things or is there planning and intent going on here? Now, were there purchases made? Okay, so the recipe for the chloroform, um, he did have saved on his computer. Okay. And... He did say in further correspondence with that co-conspirator, there's a few co-conspirators in the case, but that's Mm. just one of them. Mm. He did say, um, you know, he'd sent a list of items, uh, a car, I have it, rope, materials needed, basically like a shopping list kind of to his co-conspirator. And then... um, the co-conspirator replied, how was your meal? Kind of winky winky. But there's a lot of cannibal mm. humour. Okay. Um, and Valet, sorry, Gilberto wrote back saying, I'm meeting her on Sunday. And he did meet her on the Sunday he referred to. Did he have another reason to meet her? Or was this They the had reason? lunch. Oh. And basically, when interviewed, the victim said... That Gilberto texted her saying you wanted to meet up. They met up and had lunch. And who, what was their relationship? Um, I think victim one is someone he went to college with, you know. But loads of them were friends of Kathleen, the wife. Okay. Loads of them were family. Like it was, there is, there was thousands of photographs on the, um, on his computer including obviously of his wife. And then also, this was key in the trial, he had used his um, police database um, access. Big mistake. To find out more information about these women. So it is a a flavor of intent though. Yeah, doesn't it? It's kind of hard to weed it out. Why discuss it? 
so much. Yeah, if he didn't if need this guy's input, to do it. he knew all the women. I mean, it was all. What was he? Why? I mean, well, in other parts of the transcripts and stuff, he's like kind of whoring his kidnapping um, service out ah, for okay. money. Um, but like his focus definitely seems to be the cooking and eating. So much. But yeah, he was offering to kidnap women for other people on that website for $5,000, say. That's bad. So that's Had bad. Had he done anything that we know of? Apart from amassing all the information and meeting that one for lunch. And there is another point where he took his wife and their daughter on like a day trip up to an area that he had referred to in one of his online conversations. Right. And scoped it out. Scoped it out. And the prosecution tried to make it out that this was like a recon mission. Yeah. And so, you know, it was kind of hard to say. But so throughout the trial, his mother was an outspoken supporter of her son, telling media he hasn't eaten a human being, Mm. (laughs) which is fair. He hasn't. He hasn't. And she reportedly said, if I had decent money to hire a good defense team, my son would be out by now. And it was a very, like, it is a real hard one to tease out because I suppose on the one hand, say Ted Bundy, who we were just talking about, definitely somewhere that started as a thought Mm. that became an action. Mm. So if if there had been intervention prior. Well, there was. This was the intervention. The yeah, question is whether it. he would have gone on to. Yeah. Yeah. So to the do harm. It. So it basically is just like what are intentions versus actions? And how do you tease out like what's a deviant fantasy to what's kind of going to escalate? Yeah. And obviously, because Gilberto was a police officer and access to tons of sensitive information, you know, uh, that didn't look good for him at all. So he lost his job. So then, right? Yeah. The wife testified against him. This is interesting. What kind this of... This is interesting. Lovemaking were they having? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I definitely no hint that he was into any kind of fetish. Uh, from her point of view like the main thing that she kind of said was that he was very interested in her jogging roots and was always asking if there was like many people around where she would jog were there street lights on certain stretches of the route Um, she had found a secret email account that was just pictures of her and her friends what kind? And Just regular. He had plans. So she said he had plans for what was for us in that account. In that. So she recounted to the court that I was supposed to be tied by my feet, my throat slit, and they were going to watch the blood rush from my body. Gotcha. So she had read this. Um, not, one not of her great. friends would be stuffed in a suitcase and delivered to another dark fetish, uh, dark net user, whatever. And. Oh, horrible, horrible stuff about being raped and roasted alive over an open fire and oh, a disgusting line about driving a spit through them. Okay. Mm, yeah, like very specific language actually there. And, and it's she, disgusting. She I don't really found, want to recount it. So she'd she found all that. these descriptions yeah. of what he quote unquote wanted to do to her. I mean, those descriptions were in an email to somebody at one of the, one of the other users, or they were just a collection of emails. This was kind his of email a mix, address. I think. 
A lot of it was his conversations with other users. This feels very... Which goes back to the posturing. How long had it been going on? A couple of years. Okay. That she knew about. I think a couple of years that it had been uncovered. So anyway, he was jailed for a conspiracy to commit kidnap. And he was sentenced to life. But that was overturned and he ended up serving 17 months. And... Um, so they kind of generally decided that fantasizing about committing a crime was not a crime. Was not a crime. And so he was released. And so that's it. He's all's gone. well that ends well. So he's released. But do you think he's I, I guess he has a criminal record. But do you yeah. think he'd be on some sort of database that is. He has to be. Oh, called the Internet. <laughs> so yeah. is it just basically like he this can't whole, live any kind of life. Like This whole story just kind of serves that our justice system is really just retrospective that like we're not actually doing anything to prevent crime it's just to well yeah I guess you're right yeah but how else could it be you identify people who are likely to make to to make crimes Mm, and then you sort of you know hover around them that that, I don't think that would work either Uh, wouldn't it like that's such a good episode of Black Mirror here's a plot Mm. for you Sophie you can take Mm. it um where you, I suppose, categorize people based on their internet behavior, their likeliness to commit a crime, and then they get extra surveillance. But there's one central character in this episode of Black Mirror who's put in the wrong category for whatever reason. And then the twist at the end is maybe they were in the right category. Very <laughs> good point. Um, what's the movie that's like real early 90s action movie where it's set in the future and people are uh, prosecuted for crimes they've yet to commit? Oh, wrong, it's like, Sean, wrong audience here now. It's, uh, it's like a Tom Cruise vehicle or something. It's basically all we can ever do is punish retroactively and hope that like, you know, That's it's a deterrent. Yeah. yeah. But it's, um, I think it's a really interesting one because he has received a life sentence of sorts uh, mm. of being so notorious that like, so he's lost custody of the child he's been engaged so it's like six years seven years ago now yeah but he's been engaged in like a battle for custody mm-hmm. of visitation rights um and hasn't uh gotten anywhere with that he's been recently ordered to pay 50 grand to his wife's lawyers as the whole case rumbles on hasn't seen the daughter since she was an infant like and then i like he can't He's worked in construction a bit and things yeah. like that, but I'd say there's no um, opportunity for advancement in his career. What does he say about it all? Does any quotes from him? Um, yeah, so he said, for example, um, in an interview on Adult Swim, which is so funny, go and find it. Um, it's on Soft Focus with Jenna Friedman. Do you know that comedy, the comedian uh, with the blonde hair? Anyway, he said, uh, I would never dream of doing anything without anybody's consent. <laughs> um, oh which I think is ducking the rain, the point a but little using bit. Using the phrase I would never dream is totally a lie because it's we can see dream you wrote your fantasy. your dreams. So yes. Totally, totally. And as if anyone would consent to being slow cooked 
and then eaten. <laughs> like, well, we did have that other guy who did consent to being eaten. Well, that is true. If only they'd find <sighs> each other. Listen, I think Except it was female. That this is his username was Girl Meat Hunter, so he definitely was into God. women only in terms of eating. And um, and that interview actually on Adult Swim ends in like a spoof dating game, which is really fucking brilliant. Where so she says, so like, are you dating again? And he's like trying. And this is in 2019, seven years after the whole debacle. And uh, she's like, and so like, what does that conversation look like where mm. you tell her, you know, that you're a cannibal cop? And uh, he's like, oh, they kind of sort of, they kind of start to act it out and then she's like, well, we just have you go on a date and they basically, they, I mean, they must have completely conned him, but they basically roll out three, like, like blind date style, three contestants. He has um, a few questions that he can ask them. He asks one of them, where does she live? <laughs> he asks another one, how fast does she run? What? I know, it's so... Was that a joke? I don't... I would, yeah, I have no idea. Oh. And then he goes... Um, the final question on the dating round is like, so you're going to go out with a guy and he tells you that he was kind of convicted of having these fantasies about abducting and cooking and eating women. Um would you say he's guilty or not guilty? And the first one says not guilty. And the other two are like, guilty. So the first one gets, so then they're like, so who do you choose? And he's like, well, I guess I'll go with Elaine who said not guilty. And then. Sorry, is this an interview or a video? It's an interview. It's an interview with him. He is in it. It's go and watch it. It is fascinating. And he comes over and they start their date. And they have like, It's so random. They basically have like a massage together on the set. And they're just like, so. And the girl looks like she cannot figure out what, what the, the fuck, fuck she's is going stumbled on. into. That is yeah. amazingly weird. Yes. Oh, yes, it is. I recommend it. It's on YouTube. Go I like watch to watch it. Uh, who's the serial killer who went on Blind Date? It was a Blind Date. I've never heard that. Oh, come on, a really famous serial killer. Can't remember his name. He used to photograph women. He had hundreds of photograph Polaroids. And um, he would kill them as well. But all his Polaroids were found. And then they had to kind of retroactively, they'd be like, we found this photograph. Anyone missing one of these? But anyway, he was on television and he was on an episode of Blind Date. No. I know. And he answered all the questions and... Oh, I must do that as another as a creep. Oh that my god, I need to hear that. We could creep. reenact the yes, the blind date. So, what do you think? Yeah, do you think you'd? I think it's not looking great for him. As in, if it's what is the phrase? Walks like a duck and quacks like I mean, it's a duck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so. But I wonder naughty. how many I people are. Did feel? I was all like. Nah, 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 this is fantasy talk. This is just bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And then when it all started coming out about all the photographs of all the mm. women he knew, real yeah, people, yeah. that changed it for me. Well, and I was like, oh, it's malicious and it's, it's, uh, it's kind of like if, I suppose if it's, if it's abusive and he's talking about these women in an abusive manner mm. and they never see it mm. and no one ever sees it isn't a crime that's like and it's like the same it's the intent but even putting it into a public forum and presenting it to other people moves it from 
Yeah, yes, just brings fantasy, fantasy to being abused. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. And I would totally believe that it's abuse or whatever. Mm. But their victims are unaware of his behavior until it comes to light. Yeah, but so I think that's, that's a big part of the kick for him. Yeah, so I wonder yeah. how many other people are out there with the intent of committing a crime for who, for whatever. We don't know whether he, he would have or not. It seems like he was getting all his ducks in a row to do something. But there are obviously other people who have these fantasies and intention of committing crimes that will not, not carry it through for whatever reason. So the question is, have they committed a crime? Yeah. Well, should that be? Surely it's intent is a crime, isn't it? If you have an intent to commit a crime. But I think the intent itself is abuse. You yes. know, that okay. his intent still was ab- abusing the rights of the right of privacy of those women, the mm. rights of whatever. Like, mm. and it's massively detrimental I'm sure to their mental health and to their overall confidence to know that 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 occurred and their trust and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff I think once you damage someone's trust in humanity then that's a massive form of abuse Mm. so yeah I do think that like just because we're clarifying it as an intent to commit a crime is disregarding it as an actual crime in itself when the crime was not cannibalism Yes, he didn't commit cannabis, but he did commit abuse. Yeah. That's okay, yeah. And he was charged for, what was his charge again? Uh, conspiracy to kidnap. Yeah. So that's the charge. Yeah. And he also uh, was also charged for the, uh, using the police database. But would, would they be more severe if it was, uh, if it was classified as like online abuse or a hate um, crime, a hate crime yeah. or something like that? Interesting. Yeah. He himself, I think, is so wrapped up in his own narrative of persecution um, that he, it's kind of disgusting to watch. Like, there's a good documentary called Talk Crime, The Cannibal Cop, and it's actually free on YouTube. It's a HBO documentary from a few years ago. And side note, really love how they delight in endless sequences of him cooking oh, <laughs> sorry it's him they're interviewing him of yeah, course he's, he's taken part it's yeah he's what, participated it's, it's wild people should watch it like but he's he not self-aware to know what they're doing when he's being requested you know that way i yeah i know and i just think maybe there's also something in the kind of all he can do now is live this notorious life exactly and he's leaned into it like going on adult swim other, yeah for god's sorry sake. what is adult swim you know adult swim it's that like online channel that my like notes. um you know they produce loads of comedy be very kind of dark comedy and great i mean you would definitely definitely know that if you were consenting to go on adult swim it was not going to go whatever way you were hoping to control it you know what i mean mm. It's kind of a bit of a wild card. Nice. Sounds right up my street. I can't remember some. They used to do. You'd know some of their animations and things like that. Um, But it's like if you went on. It's like with any of these people. They go on whatever. Piers Morgan. They know they're not going to. Come off well. Yeah. But they seemed. It's just an addiction or something. It's a Are they getting paid? Uh, I mean, that's. I don't know. I'd say Piers Morgan probably. Yeah. I, d- I doubt, say, I'd say Gilberto Valle didn't get paid for that eight minute interview. I guess it would feel like you're taking back control of your narrative a bit if so much of it has just flown, mm. you know, just. I know, like sometimes he tries to kind of like crack jokes. It sounds and you're like, like that's like, what he's doing. No, no, not the right tack. It's so sad, actually, because if you got like if something like that kind of came out against you, like. 
like say against me I'd never be able to do the creep dive again I People couldn't would do just anything. be like no it's like no, when, it you remember work. when Angus Dayton got outed as using like sex workers and all the cocaine scandal yeah, and stuff yeah. and he just like they could never make those jokes he again. could never host Have I Got News For You again no. ever it was over like but then again, there's other things that happen now. We're going to be like, we're what, on the cusp of the return of uh, what's his fucking name? Uh, comedian wanking over. Louis C.K. Yeah, Louis. Do you know that way? So there is somebody who will be able to spin it to his favour. But I guess his kind of style. Because I just think, I don't think he'll ever be the same His whole shtick was being this fucking woke feminist. I bet like, you he'll be back. He's already done well, a few stand ups. He's done stand up this year. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Be television will be obviously difficult. This is very short. Let go. me bring up. Uh, okay, it is about. Uh, do you follow this account on Instagram? It's let me get the name of it up. It is very good. Somebody, History's misfits. No, but similar history. Yeah, cool Kitty. kids histories or yeah, yeah. history. Cool kids. Yes. Great, uh, great account. But it does little snapshots of weird stories from history. Great fodder for us. And so uh, this picture popped up. Fantastic picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, male man. Oh, what yes. year is it again? <gasps> That's so funny. I was nineteen thirteen. So the post office. Let me get into my the Do post office. When, oh yeah, sorry, go on. I was kind of early days of the po- of the parcel service. So the mm. post office existed, and you could do letters, no problem. But then the post, uh, then they decided to open it up for parcels. So in the early days, uh, there was no guidelines about what could or couldn't be, be shipped. It was just a weight limit. Yeah, and people would ship loads of shit like animals as well and they would mark the packages the thing about it is back those days the postman was someone you knew yeah so, you know so I think uh, it wasn't as weird as you can imagine now handing a DHL man one of your children but <laughs> but back then it was so people basically started posted to take the their piss children and they started posting their kids and I think the first person to be posted was this uh, what age was she I think she was just just under six. And she, for instance, <laughs> they sewed on the stamps onto her overcoat mm. and off she went with, you know, Richard, the postman. Now, in this particular instance, she was the first and she only went a mile down the road to her granny's house. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it was fine. Uh, but then people started to sort of take the piss a little. And like babies would be bundled up to be sent, like bundled up with food and I don't know if there was any nappy changing happening, but they would end up like in the sidecar of the postman's uh, vehicle and being sent. And the postman got to work that day and he was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, exactly. You would I've be. got another baby today. So here's this 19, in January 1913, one Ohio couple took advantage of the US Postal Service's new parcel service to make a very special delivery. Their infant son. Um, <laughs> they paid 15 cents for his stamps, an unknown amount uh to insure him for like $50. You know when you're yeah, asked to insure yeah. the package, like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> then handed him over to the mailman who dropped the boy off at his grandmother's house. So it, then people started to, <laughs> basically regulations about what you could and couldn't send through the mail were vague. So when post offices began accepting parcels over four pounds on the 1st of January, 1913, people immediately started testing the limits. So they would be mailing <laughs> like bricks, snakes, <laughs> and uh, other unusual anything basically I guess it was just kind of mad to think that you could just bundle up this thing and someone would take it and deliver it for you and like an amazing kind of thought you're like oh my god we could do anything anything amazing and yeah. while the baby's in transit free childcare yeah exactly uh, 
So there was no postal regulations against it at the time and there was lots of uh, mad shite flying, flying around and back. But uh, there was a kind of an issue with uh, dangerous animals. So the postmen seemed to have kind of a... They like put up their hands and said, look, you push not, back. Yeah. We're not taking any dangerous animals. So then instead people started packaging children in boxes marked not undangerous animal. <laughs> anyway, so this went on. And then the case of Mary Pierstoff, whose parents sent her to her grandparents' house 73 miles away. Like that's a long way away. Where is yes. that from Dublin? How many kilometers is 73, 73 miles? There? Where I is don't that know. From Dublin? Well, you know, just from our current location. How far is that? So the per, the postal worker who took her uh, by that's a hundred and seventeen kilometers. Yeah. Now there, so the the Idaho family paid fifty three cent for the stamps, and they put it on her jacket. Oh, this is the story of your one, uh, as well as another inquiry. So basically, eventually, the regulations had to be drawn to it. There was thankfully no major issues there was a baby who went missing for half a day okay but apart from that everything was fine they changed the regulations people were no longer uh, were no longer going to do that but it was amazing isn't it when you think back you're like what the fuck and there's pictures of of postmen carrying babies yeah but I suppose well no I think we're just much more conscious now but like if teleportation became a thing you would definitely teleport a a brick or a child a a snake a dangerous animal Yeah. yeah definitely but it is also the case that back then there was such short distances. Do you know that way? It kind of does make sense. And like, everyone was coming down with kids. Well, that's it. I just it's feel like it hadn't occurred to hole. anyone that like... They were precious. Your kid would go missing or somebody would have dark intentions. Well, that Albert would Fish was like sniffing around the post office like, exactly. any, any kids, any kids Exactly. Today? They were everywhere. Everybody <laughs> had them. Several hundred. <laughs> so anyway, we need to tell people about our next show. Okay, so we are we are a week away or less than. When are we leaving? Uh Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday in Cork. Wednesday Cork. Kino in back Kino. in Kino. You can get your tickets from them. You can get your tickets from uticket.ie. It's up there. We had a bit of a delay. Uh so funny. I don't think Kino were selling the tickets and I don't think they've realised how on it creeped eye fans <laughs> are when the tickets go on sale. So what like happened? within they were to go up at 10 o'clock and they didn't go up to like 20 past 10. But in that 20 minute window, I've never received so many messages from people being like, where are the tickets? Where are the tickets? Where are the tickets? I just Jesus. direct them to Kino. Um, That's where we were for the podcast. There was a great club that we it's gr- to go back to. Can't wait to go back there. Yeah. And then Thursday we're in Galway. Galway. Fantastic. Can't wait. So you get those Galway so tickets for us. There's a few tickets to Galway still available and the link is in our bio. Happy days. Come see us. Come hang out with Come us. hang. It'll and be great. Lovely. It'll be great. We'll be, uh, we have stories prepared. And then <laughs> we're um, on the second, the second in Dublin is sold out anyway, isn't it? That's gone, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Was that mm. the, yeah, that was, we're back in the lighthouse. So Yay. Can't wait to see us and uh, catch you next week on the just the blower. Should you not want to go to a to a uh, gig, you can just listen to it. It'll be great. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.